This interview is proudly brought to you by Absa Money Wellness. Mapalo Mako is a personal finance columnist and author, and in the next few weeks, she'll be sharing her valuable learnings to help us turn our finances around in these uncertain COVID-19 times. Now, Mapalo, last week we were talking about budgeting, and I guess the next logical step would obviously for us to discuss savings. So just to start off, what exactly is a savings buffer and why should one have one? Hi, Zingisa. Um, it's always so amazing to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so a savings buffer is money you put aside for an event that can come about that will require to spend money. So effectively, it is an emergency fund because you just never know when Mm. um, a bad situation is going to happen or even a good one where you need to take an opportunity, for example. Mm. We all know what COVID's done to our pockets. I mean, some of us are hardly making ends meet. So how do I start then putting money aside when I barely have enough to survive? Yeah, you know what? I, I absolutely... You know, I, I feel what people are going through mm. and I can sympathize. But an emergency fund is exactly for that. You just never know what's going to happen. For example, who knew COVID-19 would hit us mm. so hard and would impact so negatively on our pocket? So that is exactly why we need an emergency fund. And how you start by saving for an emergency fund or savings buffer is that every single time you have, um, you have an income, you earn some money, you put aside either a percentage or you agree with yourself and you say, you know what, I'm going to put 100 rand away, I'm going to put 200 rand away, I'm going to put 1,000, whatever it is that you can afford. But before you do anything else, you need to put that percentage aside. Mm. Um, so we, we're obviously looking at ways of uh, saving here and there, so just trimming the fat. So once I've got this money or I've um, identified some of this money that I want to put aside, do I just keep it in my normal bank account? What do I do with it? Ooh, that is a trap. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it in your normal transactional account is a trap. I've been there, done that Mm. myself. It does not work. And why doesn't it work? Because oftentimes when we do have money in our account, it kind of triggers us to say, you know what, you have money, so you can spend mm. it. But then you forego the savings for the future for things that are unexpected. So definitely it should not be in your normal day-to-day account. So normally with your with your bank accounts, you would have like a two-day notice account or a seven-day notice account. So you should transfer those funds in there or a completely different bank account altogether if you can afford. But obviously you have to look at the cost. Mm. So the most cost-effective one is to transfer it into your, um, your bank's seven-day notice account. Because if an emergency happens, then it's easy just to put a notice to say, you know what, I want my money within the next seven days, and boom, um, it doesn't turn into financial disaster. Mm. Since we're writing off 2020, because, I mean, everybody's complaining about this year. We are not. We are not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I want to know, when's the best time to start this funding? Uh, 2021, January? Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Right now is the best time. Right now is the best time. And truly, truly, to to the point um, we're just talking about right mm. now is that you just don't know. If you put it off for 2021, goodness forbid. If, like, if that, let's assume that, you know, things are worse. Mm. Then what? Mm. You know, so the best time to start an emergency fund or the savings buffer is always with your next paycheck. The paycheck that you're getting today 
make sure that you save towards that. And don't get disheartened. You know, a lot of people, as in if I get disheartened when we talk about saving for emergency mm. and they've never done it before and they think to themselves, oh, goodness, it requires a lot of money. Mm. Start with what you have. Start small and build that financial habit, that muscle to say, you know what, I'm saving for my future, then it gets easier over time. But start with what you have. I think most of us have tasted uh, my next question, but what would be some of the risks associated with not having an emergency fund when mm-hmm. you would need that extra cash? Yeah, yeah. You know what, the, the risks are extremely, extremely high. Like mm. literally you are gambling with your financial situation if you do not have an emergency fund. So if you don't have an emergency fund or you don't have a savings buffer, um, you are likely, you are way more likely to go towards um, borrowing money, so getting um, access to credit, your credit card overtrust or personal loan just to fund um, the shortage in the short term. And that presents high, high, high interest rates, mm. and meaning that that debt is costly. So by you just foregoing um, maybe some of you once in the short term to save versus you going to the bank or to a creditor to access credit at a high interest rate, you are literally um, saving yourself thousands and thousands of rents if you just save a little bit right now. Mm. And um, with a lot of these savings vehicles that we read about or hear about, like your tax-free savings account, or whether it is a seven-day, uh, we hear about interest, that you can earn interest. So maybe if you could just break down for us uh, compound interest and, and the way it works. Yes. Mm. So compound interest, I think in the simplest, simplest way, is that it is interest on interest. So mm. just imagine your um, um, babies making money, you know, mm. if you can call it that. And really, it works in your favor if you are a saver, okay? Because interest goes both ways. Whether Mm. you're a borrower or you're a saver, it goes both ways. So if you're a borrower, meaning that you're paying someone uh, for you to have borrowed the money, Mm. right? But if you're a saver, it means that you are earning interest. And for me, that is why it's always important to make that distinction that when you're borrowing, you pay much, much higher interest rates. So try to make sure that you pay off your debt as much as possible, um, especially your credit card overdraft and personal loans, because they carry the highest interest rates. Then saving, make sure that, you know, you're saving towards your retirement. Make sure that you're saving for towards um, the things that you like. If it's a holiday, save for it. Don't go on credit on a holiday. Mm. And what would you say are some of the key things we need to take away or to know about w- with compound interest? So I think with compound interest, really, it's, 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 you know, I think it, it was um, Albert Einstein who said, um, he who knows it, um, enjoys it, he earns it, and he who, pay, uh, he who doesn't know about interest rates pays it. So mm. I think the biggest distinction is to know that how much of it are you paying? Mm. Oftentimes when I speak to people and I say, do you know how much interest rate you're, char- you're being charged on your different um, debts? Oftentimes people don't know. Mm. So you're effectively saying you do not know how much, how how, how much cost all this debt is carrying. So you need to make sure that you know how much interest is being charged. But also know that you have the negotiating power when it comes to your financial services mm. providers to say, you know what, can I have a lower interest? Check your credit report. It is free. You can check it uh, once a year. And you have that negotiating power. So know the interest rate that you are paying, but all equally know the interest rate that you are in and know that you have negotiating power. So I'm at a place now where I've cut back on ladies' night. Uh, there's no more Puzathes de Oishilas, as they call it. 
So, you know, I've saved it a little bit. And as you said, I've got compound interest. So, can't I just dip in there a little bit and just spoil myself for being such a good saver? Oh, Zingisa, you know what? A lot of people ask me this question. And I know it's going to hurt your feelings. But mm. remember last week we spoke about a budget, right? Mm. And we said if you use the 50-30-20 rule, um, it does allow you, budget does allow you to spend um, money on the things that you desire, like going mm. out with your friends. So, for example, we said, okay, in this case, if you were spending a thousand bucks towards um, a girls' night out, cut it down and say 800 rand. Then the difference, put it towards saving for an emergency, right? Mm. Remember, we are talking about interest earning interest, compound interest. So if you take away the interest, it means that you're not allowing your money to work hard for you. Mm. And that's the whole gist of this thing when it comes to personal finance is that you want your money to do the hard work so that you don't have to do the hard work later. My brother, you know what? I know what you're saying is right, but it's not exactly what I want to hear right now. (laughs) That's always the case, unfortunately. Okay, so I'll just let my savings account sit there and let my interest do the hard work. But I mean, for our listeners uh, who may want to find you or connect with you, uh, maybe you could just share some of your social media handles. Sure. So I am on Instagram, Mapalomaku, and I'm also on Twitter, Mapalomaku as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. If Mapalo's advice resonates with you, you can follow her blog on www.womanandfinance.co.za. That's womanandfinance.co.za. This interview was proudly brought to you by APSA Money Wellness.